Oh, hello there. It's the titular Matt Stewart letting you know that I'm going to be in Sydney, Australia, and then Brisbane, Australia, doing uh, short runs of my show, Dryer Dryer. Sydney from the 8th to the 12th of May, Brisbane from the 16th to the 19th of May. Hey, but also, you might not know this, I'm doing a live Who Knew It with Matt Stewart in Sydney on the 13th of May and in Brisbane on the 14th of May. Holy moly, am I looking forward to these shows uh, please get tickets for all of these now. If you use the discount code do go on, that might work. I'm not sure, but worth a try. Really hope to see you there. Um, Sydney especially. Please come along. Brisbane also, though you're buying tickets earlier, better. Sydney lift, please. All right, I'll see you soon now. On with the show. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to Who Knew with Matt Stewart, the show where the guests write the wrong answers. I'm the titular Matt Stewart. And our first guest this week is Brisbane comedian Ting Lim. Hi, guys. How are you guys doing? Really good, Ting. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, Thanks so much for You've just got off the plane from Brisbane. Yes, Brisbane, Bris Vegas. Oh, yeah. What's Melbourne if Brisbane's Bris Vegas? Melbourne. Melbourne. (laughs) No, 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 no. Oh, that's pretty clever. (laughs) It's just one of those things like, yeah, I just got off the plane, came here and yeah, it's a great start to the day. Yeah. This is what you want straight off the plane. Bit of yeah. a podcast. Our second guest this week, Ting, is Melbourne comedian and the host of the Lido Comedy Room. It's Ferdy Billamoria. Hello, Matthew. Hello, Ting. How you doing? I reckon Mel York. How about that? Mel York. Yeah. <laughs> Mel York. Yeah. Or Mel... Mel uh, Angelis. Mel Angelis. Mel Angelis. Yeah, I like that. Mel Angelis. This yeah. is good. This is a good sign. Or Mel in North Dakota. Oh. More I love North how it's all. Yeah, yeah. Let's just go everywhere. <laughs> Melaware. Oh, yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's keep this one going for the yeah. rest of the episode. All right. Well, Sorry. let's not Sorry, play the game. <laughs> Ferdy, this is your first time, so I'll let you know how the show works. Ask a relatively obscure question and our contestants have to write a convincing fake answer. I then read their answers as well as the real one and they have to guess which one is correct. Are you ready to play? Yes. <laughs> Ting's, Ting's not Ting, sure. you reckon you're ready? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Not jet lag at all. <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> jet lag. Jet lag. One, one hour, hour difference. <laughs> yes. And it's really hot in Melbourne today too. This is nothing you can do. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's 25. Yeah. Okay. It's 38 <laughs> in Brisbane. So the first question comes from listener Jeff Dudavwa from Chicago, Illinois. What a name. I love that. It's such a great name. And I'm lucky that Jeff did write it out phonetically for me. Oh, okay. Oh, I love that. I was just about to make fun of you <laughs> about your pronunciation. But no, anyway. but I yeah. think I nailed it. So Jeff's question is, what is malort? What is malort? How do you spell that? M-A-L-O with an umlaut, R-T. What is malort? 
And while you're writing your answers, I'll explain how the scoring works. So you get one point if your fake answer is guessed by the other contestant and another point if you correctly guess the answer. By the way, I'm also playing as the house. I've put in two of my own fake answers for each question and I get a point for each one of those that our guests choose. So each of us can score up to two points per round, which seems pretty fair, but the probability actually favours me. The house, and the house always wins, though. If you've listened to previous episodes, you'll know that this is not necessarily the case. Anyway, our questions come from our great Patreon supporters, and if you want to submit a question, sign up on any level via patreon.com slash dogonpod, linked in the show notes. All right, the answers are in. Here's question number one. What is Malort? A niche European style of art known for its erotic symbolism, a type of dessert made of apple, cream, and chili, popular in southern Germany. What a person with a short tongue would call their lord, malot. <laughs> a kind of Chicago liquor known for its bitter taste. Or an old-timey Swedish exclamation meaning, my loot, which someone might have shouted after being robbed. <laughs> so you've got the European erotic art, the southern german dessert the short-tongued word for my lord the chicago liquor with a bit of taste or the swedish exclamation how you how you feeling about this anyone got a a thought here to jump in with i feel like it's the swedish exclamation but i reckon i'd be way you're trying to read me yeah Yeah, i know i'm looking directly in your eyes but what do i see lies matthew (laughs) Um, I love the eye contact that you guys are having. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'll make the same eye contact with you, Ting. Um, Thank you. I appreciate it. I reckon it's definitely punctuation. Punctuation. I was going to go for that, but now I'm not. Okay, well, we have to. You can't agree with me. (laughs) I will have to go with the dessert. Sounds ridiculous, but it also sounds plausible. Okay, I'll go for the dessert for Ting. Which one which one did you say there, Ferdy again? The punctuation, the Swedish punctuation. Oh right. Exclamation. Exclamation. Right. Fantastic oh. for Ferdy. All right. Locked in. Well, here's who wrote the answers. Uh the niche European style of art known for its erotic symbolism. That was written by the house. In particular, Jeff, the question writer. Mm. We had the person with a short tongue. That was Ting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. The type of dessert popular in southern Germany, which Ting went for, that was 30. So one point oh, for 30. Yep. Damn. And then we had uh, an old timey Swedish exclamation meaning my loot. That was also Jeff. Okay. The house. Oh. So one point of the house there. Wow. The correct answer was actually a kind of Chicago liquor known for its bitter taste. Malort. Oh. Malort. Sounds awful. Apparently, yeah. it really is. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, it's yeah, it's horrible. So, um, can I want to try it. You want to yeah. try it? All, all of its advertising seems to be like only real men can handle how bad this tastes. Like genuinely, that's basically what they're saying the whole time. Um, I'd love to see the ad. <laughs> <laughs> so that means after one round, we have thirty on one point, the house on one point, and Ting yet to score. That's all right. I'll catch up. <laughs> what you came from Brisbane for. <laughs> yes. Came to lose. <laughs> We're up to question number two. All right. This one comes from Alex Mallon from St Albans in the UK. The question is, what was the nickname of the NBA basketball player John Brockman? What was the nickname of NBA basketball player John Brockman? While you're writing 
Oh, it's not a multiple choice. No, well, you're create you're you're giving us the multiple choice. So you give us a fake answer. Oh, of course, that's a that's a really stupid thing to ask. No. Clearly, I wasn't paying attention <laughs> at the start of this show. <laughs> While you're sure. writing your answers, here's some more information on Malort. So it's been described as the worst drink in the world. Jeff, the question writer, wrote, uh, comedian John Hodgman said, Malort tastes like pencil shavings and heartbreak. Uh, in the 2013 film Drinking Buddies, actor Jason Sudeikis' character says that Malort is like swallowing a burnt condom filled with gasoline. In a similar vein, Tremaine Atkinson, founder of CH Distillery, who now produces the drink, was introduced to Malort when he first moved to Chicago when he compared it to taking a bite out of a grapefruit and then drinking a shot of gasoline. What a way to spend an afternoon. This must be so many fights as a result of Malort. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I can imagine. Wow. Pencil shavings. Wow. How do they even sell that? <laughs> yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's so far. I think they're just like, uh, if you're not tough enough, don't bother. But if you are. <laughs> drink pencil yeah, shavings. Like. <laughs> I mean, I like my pencil shavings on a dessert, but not in a drink. <laughs> All right, your answers are in. Here is question number two. What was the nickname of NBA basketball player John Brockman? The San Diego Getter? The Brock Ness Monster? <laughs> Brock the Sock with a five-inch cock? Handjob Jay? Or Cunt Brockman. (laughs) (laughs) Can you go through those again, please? The San Diego Getter. The Brock Ness Monster. Brock the Sock with a five-inch cock. Handjob Jay. Or Cunt Brockman. I feel like a nickname shouldn't be long, though. It should be quite a short. Yeah, that's also true. But then you shorten the nickname to, I don't know. You're right. My logic's way off. (laughs) Why would you give someone the nickname and make the name extra long? What what are you thinking, Ting? You sound like you've uh, ruled one out there. I think it's the first one. The The San Diego Getter? Yeah. Which is pretty long, but all right. I think you've just- I'm ironic. I'm being ironic here. Oh, okay. I love it. I love that irony there. Uh, Okay, lock that in for Ting. What about you, Ferd? What was the J one? Uh, Handjob J. Yeah, I feel like that one. Handjob J. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why, but it's like maybe some locker room. Just a vibe. It's yeah. really speaking to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you uh, have have you been a basketball fan over the? I have years? probably in the nineties. Yeah, I was a basketball fan. So I think Brockman oh. played a little bit later than that. I was probably oh. the same. Right. Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Era. Shaquille O'Neal. Oh. Anthony, Anthony Hardaway. Hardaway yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Hardaways, all the Hardaways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Latrell Spreewell oh, was a yeah. favourite. Yeah. Chris Mullen. Oh, yeah. Let's just name top. names. That's <laughs> yeah, the rest of the podcast, talking. 90s basketball <laughs> players. All right. Well, you've locked in your answers. So here's who wrote the- Jamal Mashburn. Oh, my God. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah. Ting. <laughs> All right. <laughs> here's who wrote the answers. Cunt Brockman, that was the house. Brock the sock with a five-inch cock. That was Ferdy. Handjob Jay, which Ferdy guessed, that was Ting. Oh, all right. So- Ting's on the board. Yes. Uh, the San Diego Getter, which Ting went for, that was also the house. Damn. I mean, in, no one got the correct answer. The Brock Ness Monster. Oh. oh. Fair enough. I mean, that's probably the most that's rational a, one. Yeah. yeah. Was he really tall or was he always? Yeah. He just didn't did get he up. he look pr- like a dinosaur? Apparently didn't get on the court a lot. <laughs> ah, right. So he <laughs> was rarely sighted. I think oh. that's that is what, a savage nickname. That is worse than any of the other nicknames. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's actually pretty savage. That's that's according to the question writer, Alex. Anyway, he said that's how he got it. I'll uh, I'll give you the next question and then I'll tell the listeners a bit more about 
the Brock Ness monster. So question number three comes from Aiden Colin from Dublin in Ireland. And Aiden's question is, what does the acronym GUBU stand for? What does the acronym GUBU stand for? Apparently this is it's a pretty well-known one in Ireland, apparently. G-U-B-U? Correct. Ooh. Oh, you're familiar with it. I'm not familiar with it. <laughs> but That's a good guess. GUBU. So G-U-B-U. What does the acronym GUBU stand for? And, uh, yeah, here's a bit more information about John Brockman. According to Brockman himself, Jerry Reynolds, the TV colour commentator in Sacramento, came up with the nickname and it just kind of caught on. All right, your answers are in. So here's question number three. What does the acronym GUBU stand for? General Utility Budget Underspend? Grotesque, Unbelievable, Bizarre, Unprecedented? Glaswegian Unusual Butts Union? Give Us Beer, Uncle? Or Gorgeous Ultimate Butt Undies? (laughs) Um... (laughs) One more time. F- yes, please. For the listeners at home. I haven't done an acronym one, I don't think, before. These, yeah. It's, uh, That's a good question. What does GUBU stand for? General Utility Budget Underspend? Grotesque, Unbelievable, Bizarre, Unprecedented? Glaswegian Unusual Butts Union? Give Us Beer Uncle? Or Gorgeous Ultimate Butt Undies? So if someone says GUBU, what do they mean? I don't, I don't think it's a great advantage knowing that it's a, an Irish thing because <laughs> I don't know, none of these necessarily scream island to me. But no. uh, what do you reckon, Ferdy? What was that really boring one up top? General utility budget underspend. Yes, that, I think couldn't, it's that. It couldn't be any more boring, could I it? I think it's that, yeah. Um, I might go with the, what was the third one, I guess? Third one was Glaswegian Unusual Butts Union. No, give me beer, Uncle. Give me beer, Uncle. Give us beer, Uncle. Give us beer. Lock on that in for Ting. What about you, Ferd? I'm still going with that first boring one. You're going with the boring yeah. one? General utility budget underspend? Hell yeah. All right. Locking that in for Ferdy. Very parliamentary. <laughs> Here is who wrote the answers. Gorgeous ultimate butt undies. That was Ting. I think that could be a big product in Ireland. Probably and worldwide. Really. I'm starting a movement. Ultimate butt undies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get some goo-boos. Get your goo-boos on, guys. Mm-hmm. Let's hit the town. I can see that being the catchphrase. I can see that, yeah. 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 Got your goo-boos on. <laughs> It'll be a song. Yeah. You got your goo-boos on. Wap and goo-boo. Yeah. The Glaswegian Unusual Butts Union, that was the house, in particular Aiden. Give us beer, Uncle, which Ting went for. That was Ferdy, so a mm. point there for Ferdy. <laughs> Ferdy went with general utility budget underspend. That was the house, in particular oh. Aiden. Oh, Meaning the correct answer was grotesque, unbelievable, bizarre, unprecedented. Whoa. So it's just, is it in reference to something or anything? It is, yeah. No, it, it's quite a long story. So I'll give you the next question and uh, you'll go through it. Pay, yeah. pay attention if you. So you want me to think and listen? Well, no, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I think. So much you put on your guess. Well, yeah, you did. I, I mean, you'll, I'm sure you'll be listening yeah. back to this episode. I know you like oh, yeah, listening maybe I'll to yourself. Listen back to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you use it in a sentence, Gubu? Oh, jeez. This is, <laughs> whoa, this is goo-boo. <laughs> How goo-boo is this here? Jeez. Our night went from boring to goo-boo pretty quick. <laughs> Your threshold for goo-boo is really low. <laughs> yeah. Just to put in a sentence, man, that is grotesque. That yeah. is one grotesque request. Yeah. That is the, a goo-boo request right now. Come on. Uh, all right, question number four. This one comes from Jeanette Newton of... Tulsa, Oklahoma in the United States. And the question is, which of these is the real name of a Californian band? So we've just got to make up a fake band name. 
It might be from California. While you're writing your answers, here's some more info on the origin of Gubu. According to Aiden, he wrote this out. The term grotesque, unbelievable, bizarre, unprecedented was coined in the Irish Parliament in 1982 by then Taoiseach or Prime Minister Charlie Horhey to describe a series of events that led to a double murderer being found and arrested in the home of then Attorney General. Malcolm MacArthur was an eccentric socialite from Dublin's affluent south. He came from money but ran into hard times because of his lavish lifestyle and the fact that he was unable to find work as a result of never attempting to find work. So to make ends meet, he decided to become an armed robber. Makes sense. (laughs) However, he did not possess a gun. And having received a top-tier private education, MacArthur was quick to work out that this could potentially hinder his ambitions. He responded to a newspaper ad and arranged to buy one. But this produced a new dilemma. The seller was based in a town around 100 k's outside of Dublin, and MacArthur had no means of transport. Unfortunately, his attempt to procure a car is where the story gets quite dark. He attacked and killed a nurse named Bridie Gargan, who was sunbathing in a Dublin park, stole her vehicle, drove to Edenderry to buy the gun, inspected it, shot the seller, uh, Donald Dunn, and then fled. This double murder received enormous attention in the media, even more so when the well-known MacArthur was identified as a suspect and a nationwide manhunt began. So you can only imagine the absolute shock when he was finally arrested in the home of Attorney General Patrick Connolly, whom he'd asked to stay with for a couple of nights. Connolly, for his part, refused to cut short his planned holiday to the US when the story broke, which went down very well with the public and the authorities, as you can imagine. There's a... Aiden writes with, uh, like, a fair bit of sarcasm. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The phrase grotesque, unbelievable, bizarre, unprecedented quickly entered the Irish lexicon and the acronym GUBU soon followed. It's still used to describe scandals in Irish politics and societies, a bit like the gate suffix, and for a time was the name of an LGBTQI bar in the city centre. That bar was later renamed Panty Bar, which is... You were, I mean, you were basically saying Gubu was panty, so you were on the right track yeah. there, team. Yeah, I'm so close yet so far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, that bar was the epicenter of the push for equal marriage during Ireland's historic 2015 vote. MacArthur was released from prison in 2012, and to my knowledge, is still alive. He remains the most infamous armed robber in Irish history, despite never having carried out an armed robbery. Damn. So that's the story of Gubu. Wow. It's, it's basically just because the Prime Minister said it, this weird phrase. Yeah. And everyone's like, that's a bit of fun. Yep. It's nice that a country listens to their Prime Minister. <laughs> for once. <laughs> All right, your answers are in. Okay. Here's question number four. Which of these is the name of a real Californian band? Brown Bear Rick and the Whetstones? Pancreas Rising? Bobby Joe Ebola and the Children McNuggets, <laughs> Pancakes with Maple Syrup, or Derek and the Domino's Pizza Delivery Boys? Ha. <laughs> it could be any of it those names. Like, exactly. Seriously. Like, yeah, there's no real. Uh, one more time, please, Doctor. Okay, you've got Brown Bear Rick and the Whetstones, Pancreas Rising, Bobby Joe Ebola and the Children McNuggets, Pancakes with Maple Syrup. Or Derek and the Domino's Pizza Delivery Boys. What would your band name be, Matt? I've got a band name for Matt. Based on the visuals in this room currently, it would be Matt Stewart and the Three Screens. (laughs) (laughs) Four Screens. Matt Stewart and the Four Screens. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah, Yeah. you do have four screens. Hang on. 
Oh, Matt Stewart and the fives. Then you got to put five band members together. What instruments? Oh, are you they're, have they're the screens. Oh, the I mean, screens. Ben folds five and they had three members. You That's know? true. Yeah. Yeah, you could be ironic about that. Yeah. There's no rules against it, Ferdy. No, 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 true. That's the thing. You probably don't get it because you're not a rock and roller like no, me. No, I know. <laughs> but there's no rules, rules and rock. regulations, yeah. you know? Well, you try to govern him and yeah. his band. <laughs> <laughs> I just love getting goo-boo, you know? And that's what rock and roll is Yeah, to you me. would like that. Yeah. yeah. But undies, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but undies as opposed to other kinds. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, what are you thinking? Ting, you got to um, – what's your instinct? Like I honestly don't know. I'm just I'm still thinking about it. Okay. Um, pancreas rising, maybe that's the one I like. You like that? All right. Well, lock in pancreas rising for Ting. Can you read the last two to me again? Uh, pancakes with maple syrup, or Derek and the Domino's Pizza Delivery Boys? Derek and the Domino's Pizza Delivery Boys has to be the name of a band. I'm sorry, and I know. They probably do lounge covers or something like that <laughs> or like cheesy parody songs. And I, I feel like they're not that good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I will say. Well, they are to their fans, you know. They always have fans. Yeah. So don't worry about There's that. There's six of them. On, on OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> I can give you a clue that the, the band that you're looking for is not a covers band. Okay. Thanks Why for the clue after we've given the yeah. answer. Well, no, I mean, you, you haven't locked anything in yet. And also, oh, okay. I've locked mine in. It's well, locked in? Yeah. All okay. right. Locking that well. in for third. Ting, you happy with your answer? Any other tips you can give us? Or like you're just giving up one thing when he mentioned there might be a cover <laughs> band. Are they a jazz band? <laughs> How many members are in the band? Yeah, exactly. Two members in the band. Oh. Two members. And they're a folk rock band. Okay, could you say the names again? Brown Bear Rick and the Wet Stones. Pancreas Rising, Bobby Joel Bowler and the Children McNuggets, Pancakes with Maple Syrup, or Derek and the Domino's Pizza Delivery Boys? The first one, I think. You're going to go Brown Bear. I know it sounds great. Mm -hmm. What about you, Ferd? I'm sticking with Sticking the, with Yeah, yeah All right. this reminds me of the country. Love that. All right, here is who wrote the answers. Pancakes with Maple Syrup. That was Ting. Oh, oh, man, that's I've got to tell you, that's made me want to eat pancakes with maple syrup. Yeah, I've got a bit of a craving. <laughs> Uh, Pancreas Rising, that was the house. Jeanette in particular. I felt that was a good a good option. That was that was like a metal band. Jeanette gave me a lot of options. She said it was hard to find band names that don't already exist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she found a bunch of them. Uh, then we had Derek and the Domino's Pizza Delivery Boys. That was the house. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You keep picking ones. All right, Ferdy. I don't know what it is about us. We're, We're connected somehow. We've got a connection going. Yeah. And Brown Bear, Rick, and the Whetstones, which Ting picked, that was 30. Meaning the correct answer ah, was Bobby. You keep picking what I picked too. I know. So. This is like, this is, there's a thing going on. There's so something happening trio. here. We should do a show together. The correct answer. We should start a band together, guys. Well, should we get a band, get the band back together? Or for the first time? It's the band. What would our band name be? Ooh. I feel like Pancakes with Maple Syrup. Okay. Yeah. That's I cool. Like that. And we dress up as. It's pancakes. So and who's the, the pancakes like and who's the maple syrup? Or do we rotate? No, I think we're all the pancakes and the end of the show finishes with us sort syrup, of doing those yeah. Gatorade baths in maple syrup. Ah, oh, so just people dousing us with syrup. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like abuse, but okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we're asking them to do What a sexy band we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think a lot of venues will have us back. But, yeah. Um, 
geez, we made a splash. They left, they they left the stage really sticky. <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah, and actually, the walls. That sounds awful, actually. <laughs> sounds I'm, delicious. I'm back out yeah. again. <laughs> oh, it's delicious. an ant infestation. We have to shut the venue down. So after four rounds, here are the scores. On one point, we have Ting. On three points, 30, but out in front on four points, it's the house. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is rigged. You the keep, you you keep you giving said. me points, 30. Sorry? Me, you keep giving the points mm. to me. So Stop I don't, looking at him. <laughs> don't blame anyone but yourself, right? Okay? Stop Sorry, Daddy. Them. Stop victim blaming. I said blaming. Daddy deliberately. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Daddy Matt. Uh, all right. Would you prefer Matt Daddy? Matt Daddy, yeah. yeah. Matt, Daddy. That. Matt Daddy and the... And the maple Matt, Stewart, Matt, Matt Daddy and the Red Stewarts. Oh, okay. Whoa. I don't know what's going on here. I'm leaving, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Question number five. Ting, please don't go. Ting Lim and the Ting Limbs. Who would be Ting Limbs so and the So it's like limbs. we'd be dressed up as Ting as the backing band? Well, that's what you'd think. But right. we rotate. Yeah. We keep them guessing all the time. Okay. There's always yes. a... They're always Ting a different Poster. Ting. Ting po- Poster, exactly. Yeah. That would go well in this climate. <laughs> I said Ting po- Why didn't I say Limposter? Limposter. Mm. Oh, yeah. That, no, I thought you meant when you say that like, you come out dressed as Ting, that yeah. you come out looking Asian and I'm like... <laughs> well, I mean, we're the different Asians. We're still Asian. Yeah. Shall we get specific now? Probably not. Here's All right. question okay. number five. Question number five from the white guy. This one comes from Alexander Jones from New Zealand. Now, that's a fake name. Alex Jones? Hold on. Yeah. that's why I think that's why he goes by Alexander. Yeah. <laughs> or AJ. Let's call him AJ. Hey, AJ. I've coined that, AJ, right? That's mine. If anyone ever's like, where'd you get your nickname? It was me. <laughs> and AJ's question is, in Japan in 2008, a famous food or beverage brand released a bizarre flavor. What was the brand and what was the flavor? Does that Food or beverage brand, yeah. so you need the brand and the flavour. Brand so the brand the is well-known, the flavour's weird. Yes. Oh, okay. okay. It's a well-known brand and the flavour that you would not expect. It sound, maybe even sound like a bad idea. <laughs> okay. Uh, while you're writing your answers, here's some more information about Bobby Joe Ebola and the Children McNuggets. I don't think you gave it enough that that's a real band name. Yeah, that's wild. That Of all of them, that was the wildest one, wasn't it? Uh, Jeanette writes, I've seen the band perform several times and Corbett, the lead singer, has become a friend of mine over time. He also directed a movie called Turn It Around, the story of East Bay Punk or something like that, uh, which was released in theatres. It's an outstanding movie for anyone who's at all interested in the genre. And I highly recommend it. One of my favourites of their songs, Life is Excellent, brackets, the tap water tastes like excrement, close bracket. That's poetry. Oh my God, that's beautiful. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> I love music that makes you think. So <laughs> <laughs> While you're still writing your answers, let's go for a quick break. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Your answers are in. Here is question number five. In Japan in 2008, that's not how you say that year, a famous food or beverage brand (laughs) released a bizarre flavor. What was the brand and flavor? 
chicken-flavoured Tim Tams. Delicious. Poop-flavoured Chobani. Delicious. Mint-flavoured Doritos. Oh, even more delicious. Liquid diarrhea-flavoured Pepsi. All right, that's getting out of hand. <laughs> or yogurt-flavoured Pepsi. Exotic. Um. Exotic. <laughs> yogurt-flavoured Pepsi. All jokes aside, fascinating concept. <laughs> fascinating. A creamy soda... Like oh. a real creamy. So- oh. I mean, it, I've got it. I've placed it just ahead of at least two of the other options here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd be. Uh, I don't think I'd be super keen on any of these, to be honest. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm always up for trying something. Yeah, you're all, you're always up go. for trying something. What was the mint flavored one? Mint flavored Doritos. Oh yeah, I'd try that. You try mint flavored in the cheese drink. corn trips. In a, yeah, in a drink. I'm, I, I think these won't be drinkable. I think these would be like a chip packet style. Oh, I you know Doritos mean, like corn chips. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like they were old drinks, like mint flavored corn chips flavored Pepsi. Food oh. or beverage? Oh, food or beverage? Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. But yeah, that would be taking it to another level. Mint <laughs> flavored corn chip flavored Pepsi flavored Big M. Ah, oh, yes. Uh, so many textures. I know. There's too many. Yeah. So uh, what are you what are you thinking? So one more time, mm. please, Matthew. Chicken flavored Tim Tams, poop flavored Chobani, mint flavored Doritos, liquid diarrhea flavored Pepsi, or yogurt flavored Pepsi. Being Japan, yes, I would go with chicken flavored Tim Tams. Okay, I'd lo- and the logic there? Why, oh, there what, wasn't. Really. Is Japan? You say being Japan? Is that because of the chicken or the Tim Tams? I'm trying to think about why I said. That. <laughs> <laughs> Being Japan. Yeah. being Because I know Japan is a big fan of Kit Kats and doing all wild oh, things with right. Kit Kats. And I thought that would be too obvious an answer because right. Kit Kats, all, all their yeah. flavours are fucked. Yep. So I'm like, all right, Tim Tams are close enough to Kit Kats. But now on reassessing that answer, Tim Tams are very Australian. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But you know what? <laughs> you know what? You've got to stick to your answer. Stick with it. Because maybe Japan took it on for a little while. They're like, no one really liked yeah. this. Let's try something strange. Yeah. Okay. All right. And um, I mean, they do have a tradition at Christmas time. We're going to KFC in Japan, so they, mate, they do. They have I a, would have chicken flavored Tim Tams. Yeah. Imagine chicken flavored biscuit with that texture. That's actually it's, you're convincing it's, me. It could be. It could yeah. be okay. Yeah. All right. I've locked that in for thirty. Um, I love how you were like, um, yeah, because of this. It, it sounded like you were going to talk yourself out of an answer, and you talked yourself into the answer. I did. I, I did. love I that. Down on myself. Yeah, because right. quite logically, you were almost talking yourself out of it. Yeah. Maybe, but you went, no, I'm not going with logic this time. Forget logic. <laughs> Who needs logic in this I'm, day and age? We're yeah. talking about fucked flavors here. Mm. I know, right? Um, right. Because it came from Japan. <laughs> no, um, I oh, I actually think the yogurt Pepsi. Yogurt Pepsi. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that the was. The creamy one, yeah. Locking that in for Ting. All right, here's who. No, neither of you went for the poop uh, once, interestingly. Um, <laughs> but here's who wrote the answers. Poop flavoured Chobani. That was 30. Diarrhea flavoured Pepsi. That was Ting. You two are in oh, sync there. I know we were syncing up. Well, it's a, this is a very good trio here because <laughs> while we were writing that, Matt was shitting himself. So. Yeah. <laughs> cool. uh, <laughs> mint flavoured Doritos. That was the house. Uh, oh. Chicken flavoured Tim Tams. Also the house. Yeah. I thought okay. the Tim Tam thing was going to be the giveaway and yeah. you you spotted it. Yeah. But still went with it. <laughs> I don't know where Tim Tams get to. <laughs> yeah, I know true. Americans don't have them, but Japanese, they love our stuff. That yeah. means 
Ting was correct. Yogurt flavored Pepsi. Wow. wow. I, was, I don't think that that would work, but yay. One point. I would, I would love to try that. That sounds interesting, actually. Creamy. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was launched well, as I've, Pepsi White. I feel like it's just creamy soda. You know, it's oh, like okay. spider that you have here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's almost like spiders oh, in like it. That. Like, yeah, vanilla oh, I ice cream. Spiders. Yeah, we used to go to Pizza Hut as kids, fuck the whole place up, and then make spiders at the end. I love, yeah, spiders. <laughs> Just put desserts yeah. on pizza and throw them at each other, mess up the it was all you can eat pizza back in the day. Oh, okay. It's weird that they, they don't exist anymore. Yeah, it is crazy. It's a wild. Despite the respect that they were always shown. <laughs> The score update is Ting's now on two points, Ferdy on three points, and the house has extended the lead to five points. Two rounds left, still anyone's game. Uh, of course, you've got to remember the final round now includes triple points. Ooh. Oh, shit. Yeah, so <laughs> really. There are some quiz competitions where the final round is only double points. Yeah. yeah. Matt. Triple points, you revolutionary. It's going. Yeah. Changing the rules. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's Have you I'm... ever tried Mate. chip-flavoured when, donuts. When I wake up in the morning, you know what I say to myself? I need a shit. Let's flavored. get goo boo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question six. This one comes from Emmy White from Albuquerque in New Mexico. The question is, what was the strange headline on the Euro News website on the 14th of September 2022? Relatively recent headline, this. Euro, Euro News? Euro News website. Euro News sounds very tabloidy. So you've just got to write this headline. Okay. And while you're writing your answers, let me tell you more about Yogurt Pepsi from question writer AJ. AJ, remember that I gave you that nickname. Pepsi White, as it was known, was a limited edition Pepsi with yogurt flavor sold in Japan during the winter of 2008. It was released again for a limited time in winter 2012 with a mandarin orange flavor. Another variant called White Cola Pepsi was released in 2015 with a light citrus flavour similar to the 2012 version. Other odd but not as weird flavours of Pepsi that have been found across uh, Japan over the years include ice cucumber. And I, I mean, this AJ saying these aren't as weird, but I reckon these are as weird. Strawberry milk Pepsi, Christmas cake Pepsi, or the mysteriously named ghost flavour, which was released in Halloween 2015. Ghost flavoured Pepsi. Tastes like a, a dead person, I guess. <laughs> which sounds delicious. Answers are in for question number six, which is, what was the strange headline on the Euro News website on the 14th of September 2022? Here are your options. Bear spotted in house. Turns out to be mouse. Man sues gymnasium complaining, I'm still weak. Is semen the best shampoo? This pervert wants you to think so. Scientists have taught spinach to send emails and it could warn us about climate change. Or... Has Poland gone too far? <laughs> I always ask that question about Poland. Yeah. I'm always like, are they, is, this, is this as far as yeah. they can go? And is it, yeah, is it time we said, hey, whoa, whoa, Poland. Poland, easy. Hey, hey settle, settle down. Hey, Poland, come on. Calm down. All right. All right. Come on. What are you doing? I'm, oh, I'm really thinking about this. Could you say them again, please? Sure. Bear spotted in house turns out to be mouse. Man sues gymnasium complaining, I'm still weak. Is semen the best shampoo? This pervert wants you to think so. Scientists have taught spinach to send emails and it could warn us about climate change. Or has Poland gone too far? Mm, I think um, the bear one. I'll go bear with one. the bear one, yeah. That sounds <laughs> plausible, <laughs> even if it's a tabloid newspaper. Love it. 
I feel like the spinach. Spinach for third. Yeah, because we all know kale texts. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> we all know that. We all know that. So spinach has got to be sending emails. It is the more old-fashioned of the green leaf vegetable. Yeah. Exactly. I love me some spinach. I'd take spinach over kale any day of the week. Me too, because it's cheaper and more readily available. Maybe. Yeah, and it doesn't taste awful. <laughs> oh, I don't know, kale chips, put them in the oven, drizzle them with some flavoured salt. That does feel like something you would do. It, it is, <laughs> it is. Sometimes I put them in the air, dro- air fryer and I burn them. Then they stink terribly. You are a real hipster doofus, aren't you? I am a big piece of shit, yeah. <laughs> Right. No, I'm all right with myself. Hey, so you should be. I think Thanks, it's fantastic. Man. You're Australia's Kramer, <laughs> apart from the, obviously the post-career stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, here's who wrote the answers. Has Poland gone too far? That was Ting. Did you have a, a, an article written out in your head about this or is this just a... This is just a thought that came to my head. <laughs> love it. So no, <laughs> the art, you didn't have the article written out about the things Poland had been doing or anything like that? No. I think I, I just want to mention Poland. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah, they deserve it. You know what? Yes. They haven't gone far enough. I, I think feel they like, should yeah. go further. Yeah, exactly. I feel like Poland should be on a pedestal more. Yeah, yeah the, the whole article saying, no, it hasn't. And we think, Poland, if you're eating, yeah. you should go keep going. Yeah, keep going, Poland. We believe yeah. in you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let love, anything stop you. <laughs> yeah, I love Warsaw. I love the other one. What's the other one. The capital? Krakow. 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 And then the third biggest city. Then we had, is semen the best shampoo? This pervert wants you to think so. That was written by Emmy, a.k.a. The House. Oh, yeah. I thought that, that really made me giggle. That was um, quite funny. Uh, Mansu's Gymnasium, complaining I'm still weak. That was also Emmy, a.k.a. The House. Nice. Uh, bear spot in house turns out to be a mouse. That was Ferdy. So a point there for Ferdy because Ting went for that one. And another point for Ferdy because he got the correct answer. Scientists have taught spinach to send emails and it could warn us about climate change. Jeez, that's a big game changer that round yeah. for Ferdy, meaning the scores are now ting on two points, but equal in first place. It's Ferdy in the house on five points each. Ferdy in the house is the name of my <laughs> band. <laughs> ting limbs and ting limbs. That's my band. <laughs> yeah, ting yeah. limb and the ting limbs. Ferdy in the house can be your support act. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the final question of the show. Mm. And this one comes from Melissa Shook. Nice. And- Sometimes I, in the form that people can fill out, it says, if you, if you think I need any help with your name, feel free to give me a phonetic spelling or whatever. And Melissa wrote, shook, as in, you shook me all night long. <laughs> and I think that was helpful. I mean, it is spelt shook, so I probably would have stumbled <laughs> on it anyway. But uh, And Melissa's from Round Rock, Texas. And we always finish with a film synopsis for the last one. So this will be your longest written. Okay. It's normally a... You know, at least a couple of sentences to a short paragraph. This is great for my carpal tunnel syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Just do voice to text. We won't listen. Okay. Uh, and the question is, what is the plot of the 1985 film The Peanut Butter Solution? What is the plot to the 1985 film The Peanut Butter Solution? So a short plot or synopsis. And while your answers are being written, here is some of the article by Mart DeFerra for Euronews. They wrote, it may sound like something out of a futuristic science fiction film, but scientists have managed to engineer spinach plants that are capable of sending emails. Through nanotechnology, engineers at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology have transformed spinach into sensors capable of detecting explosive materials. These plants are then able to wirelessly relay this information back to the scientists. 
knew it would have been nanotechnology. When the spinach roots detect the presence of nitroaromatics in groundwater, a compound often found in explosives like landmines, the carbon nanotubes within the plant leaves emit a signal. This signal is then read by an infrared camera sending an email to the scientists. This wow. sounds like absolute gibberish. <laughs> what is plant nanobionics and why is it useful? Well, the experiment is part of a wider field of research which involves engineering electronic components and systems into plants. The technology is known as plant nanobionics and is effectively the process of giving plants new abilities. Our Professor Michael Strano explains, plants are very good analytical chemists. They have an extensive root network in the soil, are constantly sampling groundwater, and have a way to self-power the transport of that water up into the leaves. This is a novel demonstration of how we have overcome the plant-human communication barrier. While the purpose of the experiment was to detect explosives, Strano and other scientists believe it could be used to help warn researchers about pollution and other environmental conditions. Because of the vast amount of data plants absorb from their surroundings, they are ideally situated to monitor ecological changes. I'm, I'm getting bored. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say anything, but spinach is one of the most boring vegetables. Yeah, look, I, like it's fascinating stuff, but yeah, I'm not making it sound fascinating by reading. Yeah, it's so. why it's on email, not on yeah. OnlyFans. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's sexier, greener cousin. Kale. I was going to say bok choy this time. But, oh, know. yeah. Oh. Bok choy. Man. Going for the. You know what I'm having for dinner tonight? Bok choy with some pancakes and maple syrup for dessert, I reckon. Oh, that sounds Do you reckon yummy. bok choy be enough just for a main course? If what about not? bok choy flavoured pancakes? You know what? That actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that one doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, they All do right. it with corn anyway, pancakes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Here is the final question. What? is the plot of the 1985 film The Peanut Butter Solution. A chef at a popular beach resort loses his job after getting a bad review from a popular critic. When he finds out the critic is allergic to peanuts, he makes a plan to get even. When 11-year-old Michael loses his hair, he is teased mercilessly at school before two friendly ghosts create a magic potion using peanut butter that helps Michael get his hair back and so much more. A science teacher gets attacked by his students constantly. Rather than disciplining them, he makes them peanut butter sandwiches which slowly turn them into a bug and he kills them. Young mathematician Sam Knight spends all of his time trying to solve the Ryman hypothesis. He is broke and reduced to shopping at the local free pantry. There he finds a jar of homemade peanut butter that will change his life. <laughs> Pandas are about to go extinct. To stop this, a zoologist came up with a solution to encourage breeding between pandas in captivity. It's called the peanut butter solution. So there are your options. One of these is a real film that got made in 1985. 1985. I can I go through them quickly again? Thank you. So you had the, uh, the chef who tries to kill the critic, uh, the kid who grows his hair back um, with the help of the peanut butter solution, science teacher who slowly turns his kids into bugs, the mathematician who finds a, a jar that changes his life <laughs> or uh, the pandas being saved by the peanut butter solution. Triple points Ooh. at stake here. Yeah. So if you if you weren't feeling nervous, you should be feeling nervous. I feel incredibly nervous. Yeah. Right you now. look really nervous. I feel, yeah. <laughs> Everything's on the line right now. <laughs> um, what do you think? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I don't um, know. I'm... 
I'm leaning towards this sounds like a ridiculous movie from the 80s, I'd say, or late 80s, early 90s when they had a lot of prosthetics going on. So I'm going to go boy loses hair, friendly ghost make peanut butter. Okay, great. I'll lock that in for third. What about you, Ting? Uh, The chef one. That, yeah, seems plausible. Chef one. I just like the way the story sounds. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds a bit like a bit of fun. Guy yeah. killing a critic. I mean, we've all wanted to do We've it. all wanted yeah. to do that. We've all been there. We all have been there for sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, let's go through who wrote the answers. The one about pandas going extinct, that was written by Ting. That actually sounded very plausible, to be honest. Yeah. I tried to make it plausible, yeah, but it was good. didn't get picked. <laughs> Peanut butter to encourage breeding. How, did you have a, a thought about how that would? Yes, I did. I did, actually. <laughs> And thought how, about it very deeply. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Say no more. I'll show you my thesis later on it. Fantastic. Uh, the young mathematician who found the jar that changes life. That was written by the house, in particular mm. Melissa Shook. Nice. That, that's just so tantalizing, that idea of a of a, a jar of homemade peanut butter changing his life. You know? Yeah, it's never changed my life, I'll be <laughs> honest with you. Uh the science teacher getting attacked by students. Uh Slowly turning them into bugs. That was 30. Mm. So that means one of you is correct. Oh, wow. One of the final answers here is correct. So we had the chef at the pop- popular beach killing the critic or we had the boy losing his hair. Ooh. But the correct answer was the boy who lost his hair. So three points ah. out of 30. Also three points to the house. Is that real? That is real. Oh. God, I want to see this movie. Uh, so that means uh, I'll put the scores in. We'll check those in a second. But first, let me tell you a little bit more about that film. Reviewer Jason Shawhan wrote, One of the enduring weirdo kids classics of Canadian cinema. This 1985 film about bullying, body horror, and the exploitative nature of the free market is also spry, adventurous, and fun. I'd love to know how it's about the exploitative nature of the free market, but, I mean, it looks like it's worth a watch. I watched the, the preview Clip. Mm-hmm. Looks like a bit of fun. Now, final score check. Uh, in third place on two points, which actually, Ting, doubles your score from your first appearance. Did I get one point? Yeah. Last? Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> yes. And, Ting, you're doing a show at the upcoming festivals? Yeah, I'm doing a show at the um, Adelaide Fringe and um, the Melbourne International Comedy Festival as well with my show Everything or No Ting. So you can good. get tickets at my um, website, tinglim.com. Awesome. Um, I would encourage people to do that. Now, uh, this is big because <laughs> on equal first place, on eight points, <gasps> it's 30 in the house, your new band. Yes. yes. Yes, indeed. I can't wait to start that band. And 30, you're also doing a show at the upcoming festivals. Just the festival. Oh. Uh, just the Melbourne uh, no, no, no disrespect to Adelaide, but I just didn't get organised in time to do Adelaide. Um, yeah, I'm doing a show. Mel Dorado. Is that for, you know, instead of, is El Dorado a place in America? Oh, yeah, that's okay. Fucking <laughs> hell. I thought you had a seizure. Um, Mel Dorado. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, or is that the city of gold? I forget. Anyway, Melbourne mm, bought more be yeah, the city yeah. of grey than the city of gold. <laughs> yeah, so you're, you're um, post. Mel so Canyon. Mel Canyon. The Grand Canyon. Grand Mel Canyon. <laughs> right. I think we're getting colder again. I know. And we were never warm. <laughs> we're never warm, but whatever. So, yeah, where people can find details for your show. Yeah, my show is called Gotus of All Time. It is uh, at 
the theory bar at for the first couple of weeks of the festival. Just go to my Instagram, Third Flu, um, or the Comedy Festival website, which is comedyfestival.com.au. Sick. Uh, if you, yeah, listeners follow me on my social medias, I'll post uh, links to the Ting and Ferdy's social medias and you should follow them there. Me, the house equal first. So I'll also say that I'm uh, doing a show called Ding at, in Adelaide and Melbourne and also doing this show live in Melbourne, uh, the Who Knew It with Matt Stewart show in Melbourne on the 9th of April and also at the Brisbane Comedy Festival. I can't remember what date, but uh, it'll be online and that should be a lot of fun. The so, name of the show rhymes with your name. Yeah. I just worked that out. You, oh, <laughs> you, you knew it. Yeah. All right. That's crazy. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. Thanks so much to Ferdy and Ting for joining us. Um, please give us a five-star review if you want to. You know, no pressure, but, you know, some, maybe, maybe some pressure. Tell your friends if you think you know anyone who might enjoy it. Uh, anyway, cheers for tuning in to Who Knew with Matt Stewart. Now that you know it, I've been Matt Stewart. Goodbye. <laughs> First guest this week is Brisbane comedian and returning guest Tim Lim. Hey, how you guys doing? Did you call me Tim? <laughs> I had Tim too. <laughs> I, I've I known I- you for years, man. Like Tim, Jesus Christ. Is it not Tim? It's Ting. <laughs> no, I'm you can doofus. <laughs> I'm, uh, I don't know what I. Yeah, that was. That was a pretty was slick start to the show, man. Yeah, yes. I'm trying to think about how I could potentially edit this bit out. No, nah, I can leave it <laughs> I in. I think leave it in is leave actually it in. Be vulnerable. I yeah. don't like. I don't want to be vulnerable. <laughs> I want to be start a movement. Really, yes. like a a vulnerable movement. Yes, I think that would pop off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.